Welcome back to the Discovering Forestry podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Lofi, alongside the ArborJet Joe. Joe, good to see you in person. How are you? It's it, it's uh, it's great to see you, Corey. It's kind of rare um, that we have an opportunity to record in person at the same spot. And believe it or not, uh, for our listeners, our executive producers, within arm's distance also. So it's very rare to have us yeah. all here and uh, be able to record this, I guess, podcast live recording. Does that make sense? It's live, raw, unfiltered, unless producer Kara decides to filter it. Um, yeah, so we're all, we're all here for a reason. So I thought, because we're all in Boston, and, and everybody, all our listeners know where we work. Uh, it's no secret that uh, we are employed with ArborJet. And we're very fortunate to get to do a lot of cool things. And one of the things that we've been doing is uh, developing this podcast. Even though it's ours, um, we are supported uh, by the company. Uh, and, they, and they love what we do. So uh, we're all here for our real job. Discussing tonight's topic is the business of tree business, if that makes sense. We've talked for a year on trees and what a tree is, and what do you do with byproducts and trees. But we've had a lot of listeners over the years ask us, how do they get in the business? And there's a lot to running a business, and I wanted to kind of go over it. Um, we're very fortunate, Corey, tonight to have uh, two of our core co-workers with us tonight. And then I'm, I'm going to turn the, the mic over to you and let you introduce them. And then uh, these guys, these are these are – we're very fortunate to have um, our guests tonight. They're both uh, board certified master arborists. They're amazing arborists. And I think they're going to give us a really good insight on tree business. Yeah. So Corey, take it from here. Joe, it's, it's going to be good to get some outside perspective too, because I think you and I can take what, what we know and the experiences we've, we've had, bring them to the table, twist them and deliver them to our listeners. But tonight we have two guests, and um, you get to hear some of their perspectives. So why don't we just kind of go around the table? Where are, who are you, and where are you from? Kevin Brewer. I'm the Northeast Technical Manager for ArborJet. Uh, I live in Norwich, Connecticut, but more important than all that, I'm a tree hunter through and through. Uh, tree preservation has been my, my passion and my profession for over 10 years now, tree climbing, tree pruning, tree removals was what I did for 10 years before that. Now I find myself more on the plant health care side of things and trying to preserve these beautiful things. It's awesome. And our next guest to the right. Hey, this is Emmett Minnick, the South Central Technical Manager, living in the Dallas area. Much like Kevin, I am a tree nerd as well, but my experience in tree care is really only ever been focused on plant health care. So I went to, to school, uh, didn't learn a lick about trees in college. Uh, my education's in agronomy and crop science, but I started my career as a plant health care technician. Um, and from there, became the plant health care manager, and then uh, moved over and started working with ArborJet. And so for more than 10 years now, it's, my career's just been plant healthcare focused. And so on the business of tree business, that's really what I know and what, what I'm passionate about, just like 
all of us at this table are. Um, and yeah. I think it's something that, you know, in our travels, we all do the same thing. Or we can, what's really cool is we get to see companies that do it right, companies that dabble in it, and companies that are curious about it. And we see it done the right way, so we've done it the wrong way. And it's, it's cool to, to share my experience with folks and, and really help people develop their plant healthcare program in their business. Yes, yeah, and I think, I think your, Emma, your experience and Kevin, your experience is going to lead into the discussion where do you just stick with the company or do you go out on your own and start your own business? Uh, a couple of things that you mentioned. First is, uh, in the same way you, Kevin, that we're all, we've used this term in the past, we're tree nerds. Oh, yeah. We're not, uh, we're not loggers, and we've had loggers on the show, and we're not, um, I don't climb regular anymore, but we've turned to the science side, and we're, we, we, we pride ourselves on tree preservation. So I love the fact that you said tree nerd, but Emmett, your background, which I find amazing, that our listeners may find amazing, is that your background is soil science also. So you're, you're brilliant in soils also, which is something that I, I because I was, a, I was the old school arborist that came up dragging brush, not knowing the industry, learning how to climb, and it was all about getting a tree on the ground. And as my, in my experience through the years evolved, I realized that I was more ex, excited about below grade issues that affected trees. And we've had some great podcasts on that. So it's exciting to have a well-rounded panel tonight um, to talk about it. So my, like again, we just talked a little bit about my experience of being the more of the dirt arborist and not the dirt arborist because I didn't get into dirt till later. Um, but I love what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. And I love the fact that we get to work with a lot of great companies. Um, and I'll, and I'll, I'll toss, our company a bone that, you know, our president and COO, Russ Davis, um, to lead into our topic, to give you guys an idea of what I wanted to talk about, about 15 year, plus years ago, we, he, he started bringing in some to Arbor, Arborjet. Um, I was already with Arborjet about five years before uh, Mr. Davis was hired in as the president and COO, but he brought in like strategic planning and SWOT analysis in all these things that we do today. And I wanted to have that in the background of why we're talking about getting into business today. Love them or hate them, you know, and it, it depends on what day it is. You know, Russ has a very valid point that if you don't plan, before we started recording, you had a great saying, if you don't plan for the future, you're failing or how, what did you say? If failure to plan, is planning to fail. Exactly. So that's what I want to talk about. So what do we do? If our listeners want to get into the tree business and they want to run a company, our next 20 minutes is going to be about that. So yeah, and I think and I think this is for a lot of people who find themselves in the tree industry or owning a business, you know, I think very few people went to school for that business. Very few people have that that business and sales acumen. Most of them are technical arborists or technical tree people that kind of pivoted or, you know, thought they could do the job better or safer. So they, they started off on their own. So maybe we'll just, we'll just kind of start off with how do you know it's time to, to go off on your own, Joe? I tried. I, I actually tried in between the first company that hired me that introduced me to ISA. Um, 
I tried when I went on my own for a long time. I found out in those three years that I am not a businessman. I'm a great arborist and I have a lot of passion, but I had a hard time with the X's and O's of running a business. There's a lot more to running a business than just billing somebody and picking up a check. There's so much more to a tree care business. And I found out the hard way that I'm not a businessman. Um, so maybe because of the questions we get from our listeners, let's give them some pointers. So if you, if you guys, if you think it's time, so, and I'm not saying this is happening with AJ, Arborjet. If you guys decide one day that it's time, I'm, I'm, where, do we, where do you start? What do you do? I want to be a businessman. Where do, where do some of your customers or some of your end users, where do they start? So I think a lot of it comes down to where you, where you start is, uh, is where your passions lie. Uh, you know, I started off in this industry because I really cared about trees. I really cared about the outdoors. Uh, so I said, you know, I'm going to get into a board culture. I started off dragging brush. I started climbing trees, pruning trees. And, you know, the first thing I noticed was as a tree climber and pruner, more often than not, you're dealing with people who don't like the tree. Um, when I got into the industry, because I love trees, but when you're a tree removal person, it's because somebody's afraid of a tree. Somebody right. wants a greener wall. Somebody wants a big limb pruned over their car. And you find yourself doing work because the customer didn't like the tree, not because they did. So, you know, that aligns my career more towards plant health care. So I was like, okay, you know, I got into this because I really like working with trees, but the climbing and pruning didn't lead me towards that clientele. So then right. I got into plant health care um, and realized that, you know, yeah, now I'm working with people that really like trees, but it's, it's a much smaller market base. So as, as I was a you know, general manager of a tree preservation company, the owner of the company myself, we had a lot of sit down meetings, we had a lot of, you know, talks about where we wanted the business to go and how we could grow. And, you know, we decided we have a ton of customers that work on trees because they, they don't. We have some customers that work on them because they do. Um, and I will tie this together on when you should go on your own yet. But, you know, in short, we realized that if we could get people to realize that what they don't like about trees has a reason to save trees, now we can get people to save trees who weren't initially going to. So, you know, we started going after public nuisance issues. Like, you know, people are like, I want to cut the tree down because it's always these, you know, honeydew producing insects that are putting all this city mold on my patio and my car. Yeah. And I realized that, you know, it's, it's the tree doing this, so I want to take the tree down. And we were like, well, we can actually just treat the tree. You can have the tree, the shade, and not have the honeydew. You know, and we, we realized that then people realized you can actually work with trees that really do the business. Um, so why I you know, went to Arborjet or why you would leave is if you're at a company where your your goals are aligned with what you're doing and you're advancing and you're finding out who you are, it's time to stay. Uh, as soon as you think you have uh, an identity of your own, a goal of your own, a marketable skill, something that's going to be different, you know, a new way of looking at things, you know, businessman or not, that's when you've got something that you can try. Mm. Um, and I think that's the best thing. You've got to try. You've got to see where that leads. Um, you know, if the owner of a company doesn't want to do that, they like their model, they're like, then, you know, maybe it's time to move on. But if they're adaptable and you can all learn together, then stay and learn. You know, but it's all about where you are and who your boss is. I like what you said that you got, if you get to a point where you see that there's a way to do it that much better, um, I think you're right. I think you kind of, you start to know when it's time because I, 
you know, my early days, I did. I seen something that wasn't being done. I felt I could fill the niche. But the nitty-gritty that I want to get even deeper, other than the passion, and it is, is that there's X's and O's of running a business that you don't think about when you decide that one day, oh, yeah, I'm a tree care company. There's a lot of, like, right down to the staples and paper clips so, to insurance and everything. So, so Joe, when you, whenever you made that decision, did you make a business plan? No, I didn't. I didn't know what a business plan was. I was so pissed off at my boss that, um, and it was it was a hundred year old company. I was so mad at him. I'm like, you know what, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from throwing the f bomb. I was so mad that if I just showed up and got it done, I could run a business. It's it's so much more than that. Yeah. So I, like I said, I came out of college and I started working in plant healthcare, and from the moment that I started driving that THC truck and started, you know, you pick up checks from, you know, payments due upon services rendered. So I'm collecting the checks from all the jobs that I'm completing. And in a THC truck, you're making some real money. Oh, yeah. Making some real money. And so from the moment I started driving that truck, I'm like, oh man, I could do this. I could have my own company. Oh, and it's plant healthcare just for the <laughs> sake of things. And so um, at one point in time, I was very, very close to starting that. I started filling out the papers, the LLC, uh, you know, LegalZoom.com. I was filling out the paperwork and I was working on a business plan. And as I was working on my plan, I realized that I was not ready to make that jump. Yeah. And for me, it was a security issue. I have a young family depending on me for salary, benefits, things of that nature, and I couldn't do it. I, I wasn't willing to take that risk. But now, we're in the position that I'm at now, I visit with a lot of people who have started their own company, and they're making it happen. Right. But it's a grind. And so I think for people that are wanting to do that, they need to realize that the first Three to five years are going to be an absolute grind of a of a job. It, it is not a job; it's your livelihood at that point. You, it's not a nine to five. It's a sun up to sundown. Like that is what you're doing all day long because you you're going to start out. You are the salesperson. You are the crew. You are. Yeah, the you miss HR, a lot of dinners because you you're the payroll and climb all day think, and sell at night. Yeah, I think the most important thing for somebody that's willing to do that is you have to surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. I mean, that's true for, for large companies too. Uh, and actually for the state of that labor's in right now, large companies are really struggling because they're, they're looking for warm bodies to drag brush, you know, and you know, the quality of, of what you're getting out of those quote unquote warm bodies is not going to be the same as what, perhaps a smaller entrepreneur who is passionate about this industry is going to deliver. But at the same time, it's, it's hard to wear all those hats as a entrepreneur and a business owner. Yeah. And it, it also comes down, Emmett, that's a great point. And it, and it comes down to lifestyle, right? I think so many, so many people when they're originally starting out are so focused on the paycheck. They're focused on the income, the checks that they're picking up, the, the checks that they're cashing. Where I think uh, some people might be motivated by the lifestyle, 
maybe they, they find that, hey, plant healthcare is sustainable for one person to do for five months, make a killing, and then go travel the rest of the year. Or uh, you know, not have to worry about training another employee, because that's another thing we can talk about either on this episode or the next is, you know, we have the pleasure of talking to so many different businesses, and we always say, where was your sweet spot? When were you, when were you making it? Whether you were making money or making the lifestyle you wanted, when were you making it? And almost all of them will say, yeah, when I first started out, those were the days. But you know what? You're right. Those were the days. So I wrote a list of things that I want you guys to think about as we continue on with this starting a business. So passion is great. Mm. Knowing when you should. And I, you know, Emmett, I'll, I, I really respect your decision on, as a family man, you're like, this ain't the right time. So not only is it the passion, it's the right time in your life when to do this. But here's a list of things I jotted down, just thinking about um, starting a business, but just off the top of my head, that I never thought about when I started that guys got to think about when they do. So that's probably more than you jotted down that many years ago. It is. So insurance. Oh yeah. You got to pay for insurance. You got to be insured. One of the biggest thing right now is that people are going to ask you for your license and your insurance. Rent. Where you operating your business out of? What's your overhead? Uh, Disposal of biomass. You know, at first it's cool in the backyard, but then when you can't, your wife can't park her car in the backyard no more. It's not funny anymore. What if you get bigger employees scale yeah scale supplies gas oil bar oil chainsaws paper clips staplers invoices printing for your invoices um advertising is it word of mouth you're going to advertise and then maintenance on all this stuff and then you know what and then i, I wrote down bank Trucks, account only because papers. Yeah. That the maintenance on this is a this is a tough industry and you're gonna break stuff. You're gonna get scheduled for a job, you're gonna go out there and you're gonna run a first log through there and your tipper's going there. That's not a couple hundred dollars. Where's the capital coming from? And and, and, I, and I wrote down the very last thing, and I'm gonna let you guys address these bank account. Right. Cash jobs. You know what I love guys that love a big jingle in their pocket, but you gotta have account where you you're you're building credit with credit cards, dude. I, I there's so much that we don't think about when it's time to almost start my business. There's so much more to it. Oh yeah, and if, even if you want to open up a bank account, you probably have to have an EIN, which is an employer identification number. Um, but you have to have that. But here's here's the big elephant in the room. At least as I'm approaching things, looking holistically. You want to go off on your own. You've got the skill set. You've got this somewhat of a vision that you know is going to change. Who's your customer? How are you going to get them? How are people going to call your phone? So what, what do you guys see? So this might be a, a shocker to, to Joe and Corey and, and everybody else. I actually own my own tree company for three years. Um, when I was 21 to 24, it was Old Town True. Um, and it, it did fail. Um, I had it for three years. Um, I was basically to avoid the high overhead. I was like a good climber. So I'm going to market towards not going to put ruts in your lawn. I can take this tree down. I can prune this tree. Professional no ruts, nothing. Um, and it turned out that, but I, I didn't know anything about plant healthcare at that time. And I was pretty word of mouth. I wasn't internet savvy, so I really didn't have good marketing. I think that's a huge part of it. Is, is yeah how are you going to get your name out there word of mouth is great you know i would go around and you know you think it's going to be easy to find work you're like i, I know problems with trees i'm going to see it. i'm going to tell people they're going to want to deal with it right 
Um, so I would do a job and I'd cruise the neighborhood and I'd write a letter and I'd say, you know, I was doing a tree job down the road and I noticed you have a big dead branch right over your basketball hoop. And, you know, that might be a hazard for your kid. And I'd write down their address, I'd put 29 cent stamp on it. I'm like, that's a 29 cent off leave back there. I know they have a problem. And, you know, several times I would get, I'm a rental. It's not my house. Or, you know, this, that, and the other. And eventually when I, when I did dissolve my company and, and uh, you know, merge with a local one, I would actually go back and then do that job for the bigger company because they knew their name, realized they weren't a renter, they were willing to charge twice as much. And that's brand recognition. You know, and that's where marketing, presence online, things like that is what people need to see. You can go off on your own, but people have to know who you are. Uh, you know, I was very young when I tried, so I didn't have the, the fear of letting a family down. I was single, I rented an apartment. Nothing to um, lose. I knew where to dump chips. There was, yep. there was mulch factories nearby. You know, material was nothing. Um, but it was not having the whole picture of that business of how to get the work, how to grow the work. You know, because it was just myself and my brother, when it's one person an employee in the state of Raleigh, I only workers' comp. So I saved a lot of money. But if I hired one more person that wasn't family, I wouldn't need a workers' comp insurance. So, yeah, it's you know, huge. There's a lot of things to think about. So I thought I was keeping it small, but I, I didn't have that plain healthcare aspect. All I could do is my only real skill was, as even as a great climber, because I won't put butts in your yard. That wasn't enough. So you have to be very well rounded if you want to start a company. You have to understand the whole industry. Um, and that's why I think putting that time in with another business, you know, doing, doing your dues, you know, seeing how it's done, you kind of learn the aspects of it, work for a couple of people, align yourself with like-minded people. And then, you know, when you have that confidence, you know, then go off on your own. It's so valuable. It's gold. I think that's awesome, Kevin. I think a lot of the, the origin stories that happen for these, for these guys, and it could be your origin story too, and I did a little bit of this when I was working with a tree care company, is you do some tree work on the side. Weekends, family, friends. Hell, on the weekends, I could, I could make some pretty good scratch from even the novice climbing that I was doing. You know, you go out, yeah. you go out and do a Saturday job, make a few hundred dollars cash money from your pocket, and all of a sudden it's like, or maybe there's a guy that's a crew lead, same story as me. He's seen, he's picking up the check, saying, "Holy crap! Here's all the money I could be making." But I think I think it's easy to get uh, yeah. caught up in caught that. up in that. And you see that you see the check that's coming in, but you right. don't see the you check. Don't know yeah. You don't see the check that's going out. Right. Yes. Yeah. And yes. so you the see, you see the, yeah. the income, but you don't see the overhead and everything else involved. Because there's, and no, I, there's and a big price on iron. You know, you, know, you got to pay for that stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to scare people away that that may have aspirations doing this because, like I said, there's a lot of tree companies that were started by entrepreneurs that are super successful, and they end up doing a, a really fantastic job, and they're they're on the leading edge of the industry, you know, because some of the, the large national companies uh, are doing the same thing they've always done. Mm. And then you have these young entrepreneur, new people coming in and doing things different and it's better. And so I want to encourage that, but just make a plan as you get into it. There's two things that come to mind to me. Um, back in the day, 
when I got into the tree business, there was a there was a couple of big incidents, insects and diseases that started a lot of business because the work was so plentiful that you had to get into it. It paid for equipment, it paid for overhead. Um, Dutch elm disease. Big opportunity. Um, I believe that the founding partner of ArborJet uh, started Winchester Tree in the 70s because of a need. And it was so plentiful, the work, that he started a whole company and lasted for 60 years because of it. Because he got into something. So insects disease, having something that happened in your area that it, it just lucked out that you had a chainsaw and a pickup truck and you could do it. So that paid for the way. Um, but what's interesting is that when you don't have that issue, um, and I had, a, I had a friend of mine talk to me about, he went on his own, and his biggest complaint was big arb. It's like the big industry, big arb. Um, got 30 employees. Now you got to sell every Tom, Dick, and Harry, whatever you can, because you need to employ these guys. So there's a, there's a part of owning a business is getting it started. Then there's a part of business is maintaining that. And do you continue to have to grow or can you get to a point where you maintain or eventually something's going to happen? Um, we're winding down. There's about five minutes left tonight on our podcast. Um, if we all had, we're all going to have an opportunity if you had one word of advice in closing on tonight's uh, podcast, what would you give to these guys that are out there trying it? I mean, one word I'd say is just be passionate because it's going to take a lot of work, so you better love it. Yeah. I love it. That's good. You're right. Uh, if you don't love it, don't do it because it's hard to get going. Emmett, what do you think? You got, you got an opportunity to tell the world right now on <laughs> tree business. You know, what I'm passionate about, Kevin, is, is plant health care. I always have been. I started, I took the job as a plant health care technician. Job posting I found online. And I absolutely fell in love with it. I love plant health care. And I have seen the value of it. We're talking about the business, the tree business. But there are listeners that are have a tree company thinking about starting one they need to be involved in plant health care that it can transform your business and that's something that i'm planning on uh, each year i, I make a, a powerpoint presentation that i that i deliver at conferences or workshops and that's what i'm working on for this year is how phc can transform your business it's interesting that, you, you know, and I don't know if you guys caught on this, is that we all talked about getting in as climbers. You got in as it the other way, the opposite direction. So he started, you, you know, we're talking about your whole vision is starting a plant healthcare company, not a tree care removal company getting into plant healthcare. That's a, that's a great um, You can cut a tree approach. down once, Joe. You can cut a yeah. tree down once. If you do it right. Yeah, if you do it right, you can have yeah. to cut another one down. But uh, I love the approach of starting on a different side because most of the big companies got into tree removal because of a pest, because of something, because they love climbing. And then as they got older, they're like, oh, I got to plant healthcare. Now you just go right to plant healthcare and you're going to eliminate the whole heartache of having to sell your crane one day and 
um, or not. I'm not. I'm not bashing on removal companies because, by God, we know we need them. But I like your approach, Corey. Well, if I could, if I could say any anybody to the listeners on this platform that I'm rarely on, um, <clears throat> it it would be it would be do it because you have the resources to do it. You have the internet. You have support from from industry experts like like those of us sitting at the table here. But if you're going to do it, do it for the right reasons. If you're going to fail, fail fast. But there's no reason that you can't succeed in doing something you love. So that, that's my two cents. Joe? I don't, I don't need to add any more. You guys all nailed it right on. I think it's amazing that we got the talent in Arbor Culture sitting at the same table tonight in person. Yeah. They get to have a great discussion like this. So, um, yeah. Let us know if you guys like it. You guys got a subject, Corey, uh, wrap it up. And um, guys, thanks for being here. You know what? I have one more thing to add. Please. About the plant healthcare part. Another, another business saying, evolve or die. Yeah. And that's, that is so true. You've got to, you got to change with the times. And times are changing fast right now. And so you either... You're either moving forwards or you're dying. So the business owners that are listening in, you know, take that to heart. Look in the mirror. See, look at your business and think about it. Like, are we doing the same thing that we've been doing for 10 years? And are we wanting to do more? Price of tree is going down. Price of plant health is going up. You heard it straight from some industry professionals tonight, folks. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Emmett and Kevin for showing up here. Uh, thank you to the listeners for spreading the word, giving us a couple of stars, and uh, we really appreciate it. Till next time. Thanks, Corey. Hey, great topic today. Yes, and lots of good information. Yeah, probably one of our best yet. If you enjoyed the podcast or have topics you would like to discuss, please send them to discoveringforestry at gmail.com. And please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. Thanks, guys, uh, for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Joe. And I'm Corey. Signing, Signing out. out.